0: You love God. What's wrong with you?
1: Hey, hey, I love God. You love God. What's wrong with you?
2: Hey, I love him. I love him. I don't think I can live no other way. <laughs> oh, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? You don't know who this is. This is Erica Campbell. I love God. I've never heard this song. <laughs> you gotta turn up with I, Jesus. I mean, I need to. I wanna turn up with the Father. Hey, Look, yeah. That's what this is about.
1: It's so weird when you play your song, your, your bass is going crazy. People right. like... Is, no, exactly. no Jesus. Nah, I, love Jesus. God. I love
2: God. That's how I do it. Ladies and gentlemen, you have came to the uh, Preachers of Detroit After Show. Uh, we want to thank you for tuning in. Um, I am your host, Lim Gonzalez, and you want to make sure that you subscribe to us. Uh, at our YouTube page, youtube.com backslash TV, and also uh, make sure you subscribe to YouTube and SoundCloud, and when you can live tweet, actually you can live tweet us tonight, because we're in Studio A, yes. which is amazing. <laughs> so if you want to live tweet us uh, as you're watching the show with us, you can use uh, the hashtag at ABTVPOD for Afterbus TV Preachers of Detroit. Again, I'm Lemon Gonzalez, and you can find me on social media at The Poet Saint, and that's on Twitter and Instagram. And this young man who just gave me this song, and I'm so happy. <laughs> Tell him who you are, sir.
1: I am Gary Thomas, and of course, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at <laughs> I am Gary Thomas, and of course,
2: IAMGARYTHOMAS.com. There it is. So uh, let's get into this episode. Absolutely. As we always do, um, let's start off with. Uh, The Shelbys, your favorite. (laughs) Um, So we saw a different side of them this particular time. A lot of times when we are introduced to the Shelbys about their family because they're the ones that the Shelby 5, the five kids, and we see a lot with that. We see, you know, a lot of interaction with him and his wife as well. Uh, but this is a time where we saw some outreach uh, that he did uh, with actually one of his long-term members. Um, she's 21 years old. His name is Christian, and uh, she's been with the ministry for a long time. since so she was five, I believe. Yes. And she kind of had strayed away a little bit. Um, she had a child, has kind of come back. They're trying to get her back into the fold, but you know there's some issues that she's dealing with. And so, what they want to do is try to get her into Job Corps. So, we see throughout this episode them kind of meeting with her. And there's a time that she's lost a little bit. And they actually, I mean, literally lost. They have to go find her uh, in the cold she to Detroit. Um, they end up finding her later. Uh, and then they end up you know, getting her over to Job Corps and where she can you know, kind of start a new life. Um, I thought it was a good. I thought it was good. I thought it was good. What do you Definitely. think?
1: Definitely. First of all, Christian was wearing a Eastern Michigan varsity jacket. And I am an EMU alumni. So shout out to all my eagles. Oh, work. <laughs> I do know the streets of Ypsilanti. Ypsi. Uh-huh. But um, I, because, you know, I, I love to hate Don Shelby. Yes, you do. Know, Shelby she 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 is did. not my favorite. But <laughs> right. I actually needed this episode. Right. You know, I wanted to see some humanity in him and just mm-hmm. see him outside of this this character of a mm-hmm. kind of a over the top father and over right. the top of everything. It was just, you know, cool to see him just love on somebody. And mm-hmm. like, I think my favorite part was just like the celebration after you know she had signed up and everything, like right. them hugging, just loving on her, praying mm-hmm. over her and just that was my favorite part. But I love to see him and his wife being just humans and reaching mm-hmm. out and trying to be passionate about you know about helping someone else.
2: Well, I for me, I hope that they show more of this. I know this isn't the drama that a lot of times we look for. Viewers mm-hmm. and we want to see you know them kind of feuding or you know kind of things happening that's not so good in their family life. Uh, but I think as ministers and as pastors and preachers, uh, what they all are, um, they definitely should show them doing outreach because as pastors, that's what they do or that's what they should be doing. And so we've definitely seen it uh, a lot with Bullock. Um, mm-hmm. We've seen it with a couple of the other pastors. We hadn't seen it, it from my recollection, with the Shelbys yet, as far as right. outreach outside of their own walls, um, or what have you. So, I think it was good for them. I think it was good to see them, like you said, the human side, the humanity side of them, kind of wanting to, just caring for someone. Just mm-hmm. This is a soul, you know. Um, they want to just make sure that this person, and they have obviously some history because, again, she's been there since she was five years old. Right. And I can imagine how, you know, I grew up in church and I, I know our pastor, uh, where we grew up, a lot of him was very in touch with, you know, us as we were growing up and kind of exactly. about where yes. we were yeah. because of the investment that he's made, you know, for so many years. So you want to make sure that anybody that has been with you that long, you want to make sure that they're are doing what they need to do. And if they need help, that you can provide the help.
1: Yeah. And I love that they started this episode with, you know, various scripture. We're both very familiar with Jeremiah right. twenty nine eleven. Exactly. Um, exactly. It was just so pertinent to this type of situation. God already knows the plan for you. He already mm-hmm. knows that you can be great. Absolutely. You know, it's about seeing out that plan and helping her steer back from whatever was going on, you know, mm-hmm. the trouble in her past to get back to destiny. We needed that. Right. We, we haven't seen that type of outreach with any of the pastors, right. even our favorites. Right. So, to see that was great.
2: It was. It was. Uh So, let's move on to um <laughs> Two of the high-profile uh, cast right? Um, actually, I want to go. I want to switch over because we have a certain person calling in, uh, who, um, and I think it'll be good for us to be talking about this now. Okay. Uh, but let's go on to Corletta and David Bullock. So mm-hmm. uh, Bishop Vaughn, obviously, is is, is your girl. That's, that's my home, man.
1: <laughs> <Being> <laughs> that's Bishop. <a> <laughs> like
2: uh, this, <laughs> and so we see um, some interaction uh, with Bishop Vaughn and David Bullock, which I thought was good. You know, I thought it was right. good that they were they were they seemed like they were homies. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, Um, And I think a lot of it is because they they do have a shared goal. And I do see with Corletta, even the show opening kind of uh, was talking uh, with um, this developer in Detroit that has come in uh, from Peru who wants to kind of put some money into restoring uh, one of the landmarks there. Mm -hmm. And so she was meeting with him because her church would have kind of a footprint there. And so, of course, she calls on Bullock because he is the person that's always out, you know, into the community and uh, in dealing with, you know, she is going to basically have at our church um uh, uh what was it called that she was going to have where all the Uh, people are coming. Thank you. Town hall meeting. (laughs) I was like, what is that called? So she was going to have a town hall meeting. She wanted to be there. She was going to invite some other people, uh, you know, that are part of the community, but basically, so this particular person can go ahead and discuss what his plans are. So everybody can know what's going on in the Mm -hmm. community. Obviously Detroit, um, as we've seen so far, and if you hadn't seen, you know, I'm sure you've heard, but it's very desolate there. Um, there's very impoverished there. Uh, it's a lot, you know, of, uh, a lot of bad things going on. Detroit doesn't have a good name in the sense, and we've we in you know uh, we've met with Bullock before, we've met with Bishop Vaughn before, and we've actually talked about the city and some yeah. of the crises that are going on. I was I
1: was actually in Detroit in January, so I'm oh, not too you? far okay. off.
2: Yeah, okay. So um, I think seeing this, um, and so we see Durant. Um, excuse me, we see Bishop Vaughn and we see um, Bullock kind of come together, and they're just you know they are <laughs> in a little bit, and like you know yeah let's do this, and you know they're very <laughs> they, excited. Right, very excited about this. They have this common goal. And I thought it was interesting because uh, one of the things that Bullock said to Bishop Vaughn was, I'm you know, I wanna run for city council. I ran before, I missed a seat by one, Um, I got third place, I wanna get that seat. I want to see if you can help me, and so he's she's like absolutely like right. no questions <clears throat> asked. I'm gonna have you go, and it's gonna happen. And so he's like great. So we get to the actual town hall meeting. Uh, seems like there's a lot of people there, uh, and so the actual city council president is there, who's the person that he really wants to uh, who wants to meet with Miss um, Jones, and so. Um, it gets time where the three of them are together, and all of a sudden, you see uh, Bishop Vaughn greet her, and she's like, oh, thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Pastor Bullock is right there. Right. And uh, <laughs> perfect opportunity to be like, oh, this is David Bullock, and da-da-da-da. And she immediately bypasses him. And then, so he's like, okay, so he walks with her, and then she proceeds to introduce Everybody. to everybody. And Bullock is standing right there. And she immediately says, okay, now we're going to go into the sanctuary and start the meeting. And so, he's just like, he's tripping. He's like, what is going on? I think
1: it was a little confusing. I guess I really, I I watched it, but I was just like, kind of not in on the loop of it. And I would probably want to say that her reasoning may have been that she knew that their introduction would be a little more time consuming, mm-hmm. you know, because they need a very formal introduction. And he has, you know, things that he wants to say and do. So it wouldn't be just like a hello, nice to meet you. It would be more of an in depth conversation. So maybe in the interest of time, she was just, you know, she, she was maybe, trying to. Yeah, but she probably didn't handle it that well. But right. in the interest of time, is probably what she did. Well,
2: when, when she did her one on one and the camera, you know, she doing her one on one with the camera, she did say that she thought it was poor timing. Mm-hmm. um and for again, this is a you know a big event, um, like you said, and I and I didn't think about it that way until you said that this will be a more in-depth in depth introduction. Right. Um, Brenda Jones is actually the name of the city council president, and he was she would want to be like okay, you know he wants to run for a seat, and then he can then take over the conversation, tell her about, and that's going to take some about time. What he's going to do exactly. what He wants to do exactly, and so maybe she didn't feel like that was the right timing, um, and it could have been handled well. Take back, I think the reason why what really made him upset he was already upset that he didn't get the introduction right away but he still went into the meeting but then she left after she gave her speech yeah. she left so now there was no way for him to be introduced Right. so then he's upset and then he leaves mm-hmm. so I think that's what really ticked him off because now she's gone it's not like I can be introduced afterwards because she's already going to be gone I've lost my opportunity. And then he basically says that she's a liar. I thought,
1: like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, <laughs> like he, he was straight w- for the Juggler on that. Straight, These passers be liars. They be lying, But I, I think that it's, it was a little hard to believe that he didn't already know her. You know, as active as he is. And since he's ran before, I was kind of surprised. Like, you, you guys don't already know each other or have some type of formality at this point. Because you're so involved in the community. I would think that, you know, just kind of like... With Hollywood, a lot of mm-hmm. people already know each other based on what you do. Right, you know? right. It's not unusual to see someone in the same place, sure. Uh, especially you know, like us with media, we see all the same media. Right. So him being active in the community, you know, with you know politics, mm-hmm. not just dabbling as, think, <laughs> but very active. I thought they would have known each other by now. So needing this introduction was a
2: surprise to me. Well, I mean, it also could be. Um, I mean, Bullock is involved in the community, but I think getting into city council. I think that's a separate entity. Well, he's
1: he's ran before you know. Well, he's
2: ran, but also and again, I'm not a politics person by by any means, but it could be a situation where he may have not been able to get a hold of them. Not to say that he's never even, you know, uh, met her or what have you. could have possibly met her before, but I think the thing was he wanted Bishop Vaughn to co-sign for him. Yeah. His thing was, look, I came close. I didn't make it. I really want that seat. So I need you to co sign for me so that way he knows she knows it directly from that, you know what I'm saying? He can give her the impression that, you know, he's he is for the city, he is for the community, um, he is for Detroit, which is, you know, what she would want to hear, and therefore can have the in. Yeah. Um, so I can I, see that, of yeah. course. So, I mean, and obviously, too, I mean, we know Bullock is, he kind of does what he wants to do. He kind of gets in there. So, I think, I don't, he's not shy. <laughs> like, he's not that type of person that, like, oh, I don't know if I can talk to this person. Like, he's very, you know, into what he's doing. And so, um, I think it's important that, uh, well, you know what? He's actually on the line. He can speak for himself. <laughs> yeah. Pastor David Bullock, are you there with us?
3: I'm on the line. How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. How are you? I'm doing great. You know, it's been a great resurrection day. And, yes. Um,
4: Amen. Just,
3: just excited, excited about Preachers of Detroit. Oh yes. I can't wait to talk to the AfterBuzz TV crew <laughs> about the latest and the greatest. Yes. Well, it's funny. Uh,
2: your ears must burning. First of all, I want you to introduce Gary Thomas. He's co-hosting with me. How's it going,
3: Pastor Bullock? Going great,
2: great, going great. And uh, We were actually just discussing, because um, we knew when you were going to call in, so we were actually in the thick of uh, the scene when uh, you were there with uh, Bishop Vaughn in the town hall meeting and everything that went down uh, with uh, Brenda Jones and the, the, the kind of diss that happened and where you didn't get to meet her. And we were just kind of commenting on that and kind of how it portrayed on television. But I would definitely please, sir, give me your impression about what happened and how that kind of all went down.
3: Well, look. Number one, let me say, Bishop Vaughn typically keeps her word, mm-hmm. but in this particular case, she lied to me. <laughs> and um, <laughs> the reason why the reason why it was so frustrating and disappointing was because I didn't need her to introduce me to Brenda Jones in the first place. Okay, I could introduce myself to Brenda Jones. Okay, but um, I figured since it was it was her turf, her church, the town hall meeting that she organized had already given her information for the developer to make sure the development actually benefited people who live in the city of Detroit. Mm-hmm. And so then she suggested to me that she would, she offered, she said, hey, I'm going to introduce you, I'm going to make an introduction to Brenda Jones uh, and let Brenda Jones know that I know you, that we have a relationship,
4: mm-hmm.
3: uh, and that you really are somebody that she needs to pay attention to and seek counsel with. And so I said, okay, if you're offering that, that's fine. I'll receive that. Mm-hmm. So I thought that it was just really out of character for her to invite me to a meeting, right. make the offer of having a special introduction, and then at the last minute, without saying anything to me, not deliver. Um, you know, And so uncharacteristic of the bishop, but nonetheless, the bishop failed in that moment.
2: Mm. So one of the things that we were discussing, just trying to, you know, play devil's advocate, if we can use that term, um, if... You know, obviously it was, a. you know, what we saw, it looked like it was a lot going on. Uh, We see Brenda Jones kind of come in and, you know, she's kind of taking her around and then this meeting has to start. And it seemed like according to, you know, obviously there's editing and stuff that happens, but it appeared there was two different times, according to what we saw on on the show, that she could have introduced you. Now, we were thinking, was it a situation because in the introduction she would have to give to you, to Miss Jones, it was going to be more in-depth and maybe there was a lack of time um, in the situation because of the meeting that was taking place. Do you think that could have been a factor?
3: You know, not at all, because there were a couple of different moments. There was the moment uh, when Council President Brenda Jones comes in, she could have made the the introduction. Mm -hmm. Um, There was the moment in the room where she actually introduces Brenda Jones to Bishop Langston,
4: who really has
3: no political role uh, has no social significance in the city of Detroit, mm-hmm. um, outside, of, outside of his church. So she introduces him. Tell us the uh, truth. Well, brother. Brenda Jones to this guy. Right? right. Uh, and then, and then there's the meeting. So the town hall meeting and, and not much of that made it onto the show, right. but she could have done it there. Um, I think there were a number of opportunities for her to keep her word. Uh really don't know why she faltered. And this is, and this is the, the context. Brenda Jones knows who I am. Okay. okay. Um, she does. And I, yeah, she yeah, definitely, okay. uh, you can't live in Detroit okay. and not know who I am. We right? did discuss this. You okay. can't be That's involved in politics right. and not know me. But, but what was supposed to happen is, is that Bishop Vaughn was supposed to basically vouch for me. Ah. Right. So this was supposed to be Bishop Vaughn saying, you may already know Bullock, but maybe you don't know my relationship with him mm. and you don't know you know that you know I'm I'm his spiritual mother I, mm. you know that I support his work and maybe you don't know how tight we are so right. the snub was really Bishop Vaughn not willing to connect or associate herself with me that night ah. that was the snub gotcha it was it's bigger than an introduction and so you know it was really frustrating and disappointing because you one would want to think that there would be no reason for her to lie, and why would she be afraid to do that at her own event? When she already promised that she would. When she already promised that she would. And runs around telling people, she's my mother, I'm Mm -hmm. her son. Mm -hmm. That's my son. (laughs) You know, I mean, so come on. I mean, that's not mama behavior. She
1: definitely speaks very highly of you when we met her. She had nothing but good things to say about you in in your ministry.
3: Indeed. So... So you can imagine how right. disappointing and interesting it was sure. for her to fail to give me the third-party validation mm-hmm. in that moment. And, um, you know, so, so folks would have to keep watching to see how that resolves itself. Okay, But it definitely was a snub. Definitely was and a snub. She definitely
2: <laughs> uh intended to snub me. <laughs> How many times ago you snub? I think we ran out of our snubs. Man, wait, man. <laughs> wait a minute. I don't I
1: don't want to call because you know you know Bishop Vaughn is a homie for me, and I, I I I don't want to say she intentionally <laughs> did it. Well, I mean I don't want to believe yeah, it.
2: <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's like and we've and and uh Pastor Bullock, we've actually uh, she's come to the studio. Um I don't know if you know or not, but we actually, just like we did a one-on-one with you, we also did a one-on-one with Bishop Vaughn. And like uh, right, Gary right. Was, I heard yeah, about that. Yeah, Gary was saying that she did have some some high things to say about you. Um, and it was just, and, and I think it's interesting too, because in looking at before, you know, I had never seen, and obviously, you know, we only see what they show on television, but I had never right. seen you guys had such a great interaction. And when you know, you came to her church and you were talking to her about the event, she was very adamant, like almost like like why would you even ask? Like that's that's a no brainer. I'm definitely going to, and, 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 you know, do whatever you need me to do, you know what I'm saying? For this event and for your ministry and what you're trying to do in the city, because it sounds like you guys had both had common goals as far as like outreach and, and, and making sure the city is run well. So I was, you know, that's why I was like, well, maybe it wasn't, you know, maybe it wasn't a snub. Maybe it was something else we didn't see. But according to your account, um, Pastor Bullock, you're saying it definitely was a snub without shadow of a doubt.
3: Definitely. I mean, like when you see me leave, mm-hmm. I'm seriously like, I'm ready to go. Right. I don't even know why she invited me because right. we did have that conversation in her office. She mm-hmm. did insist mm-hmm. that I come to this meeting. Right. Um, she did act like she wanted input because development is something that um, you know maybe I have more of a background in in terms of the community benefit agreement and mm-hmm. some of the other 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 things that need to happen. You know, but she insisted that I come. So why mm-hmm. insist that I come mm-hmm. and then not deliver, you right. know? but um, So I'm going to have to just uh, put my vote on the side of being mm-hmm. snubbed, <laughs> uh, you know? <laughs> and, and you know, I still love the bishop and appreciate right. her bishop dumb, you know, but right. she snubbed me. <laughs>
2: Um, I wanted to also, I I did see there was a a scene uh, that you talked to Bishop Langston. You met him um, at the gym that he had just built, it looked like, and you guys were talking. And you guys are very, very, very nice and cordial. I know that there's been some, um, for lack of a better term, there's been some beef between you two. There was a couple of things that, you know, meetings that you guys had where you had disagreements or what have you. Um, At this point in time um, in the show where it's at, have you guys made up? Because it sounded like you guys were like on one accord, basically
3: well you know there was a scene in the earlier episode where I went to his church he invited me back we had mm-hmm. a second conversation mm-hmm. and we did kind of uh make up you know we mm-hmm. see i I think there's mutual respect now I've always respected him okay I think initially he didn't respect me okay um and it wasn't until I put the smack down you know he had to back down um but 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 after that <laughs> but after that we were able to mutually respect each other I went to his um the convocation mm-hmm. uh, or confirmation when he became a bishop, right? And I saw so when that. you see me at the gym, I'm at the church. You know, mm-hmm. he just bought a new church, uh, an old Catholic uh, plant in mm-hmm. Detroit. It's marvelous. He's doing a great job, and I, you know, went over there to talk to him, and then to encourage him to come to the meeting that right, Bishop Vaughn right, was having right. uh, because he wants to get more politically involved and politically engaged. Okay. So we have made up. I mean, I call him my big brother. I call him my big brother. Okay. Big brother Clarence. <laughs> um, big brother Bishop. You know, So we're we, we, we cool right now. Awesome.
1: It just definitely seems like you all's interaction sometimes seems a little coerced. It doesn't seem very natural um, sometimes.
3: Well, it may not be supernatural just because I think there still is a little tension there, mm-hmm. but definitely we are uh, more familiar than we were. Mm-hmm. I, um, after the, after that one-on-one where I get up and walk out, you know, there was some tension. I think right. we've resolved that tension, you know, but we're still new friends, right? right. And so it's going to take time for us to develop mm-hmm. a certain level of, of camaraderie and comfortability, right. but I do think there's at least mutual respect there.
2: Okay. I have a question for you uh, concerning one of the other uh, cast members. Uh, We're actually meeting with him. We're doing a one-on-one with him next week, Uh, and that's your friend that you invited over uh, to do the uh, the talk where you pass out the condoms. And um,
1: (laughs) you knew that was coming. I don't know why this is. This shouldn't even be a surprise. I was waiting on you to say because I'm like I'm I'm gonna say it because I know we're meeting with him Tuesday, so I need to know what happened.
2: So I mean I know that we had we had you know we had talk to you and it kind of came up a little bit but not in any depth and i'm sure he's going to have his point of view in saying that but the thing is with that whole scene first of all i mean we haven't really seen and i don't know if you have anything to do with the editing i know that he passes a church here in la uh he's not in detroit currently um and we haven't seen a lot of him but it was literally just that scene and then like the first scene kind of at the beginning um was it you know, was it what it was, what we saw on television as far as... Because I will say, and this is an interesting part, when we talk to... Um Bishop Vaughn, she very much was uh, on your side regarding what happened because she said this was your church. This is your church. You basically handle things the way you handle in your church, and so um, it looked like you know you would cut them off, and it looked like you know there were some other things that went on. But was it what we saw, or was there some editing that kind of made it more of a kind of an an, an, an event that made it seem like uh, something that was negative?
3: Well, look, I mean, it was what you saw. Of course, there's mm-hmm. always editing because right. you can't fit everything in. Sure. But this sure. is what happens. If one, one is my church. Let me just right. say that. It's my church. Right. I'm the pastor of the church. Right. You know, Pastor Tim has a church in L.A. Mm-hmm. He does pop-up church in Detroit. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't know what his membership is. You know, uh-huh. I heard it wasn't that big. You know, okay. but that's fine. I right. mean, you know, everybody's ministry Shots is different. But, <laughs> so he's coming to my church. Tonight. I, I invited him to come. And I asked him to give his message
4: mm-hmm.
3: about abstinence, right? So, so I, I did not invite him to set him up. Mm-hmm. Now, I did tell him, though, no, you have 30 minutes because we have, I want you to do a lecture, and then we're going to go into a full-blown service. Gotcha. Okay, so we were having like a Black Lives Matter service. Mm-hmm. I wanted him to do a lecture, and then, then we had another speaker come. Gotcha. So basically, when you see me get up, He's going over time. He's uh-huh. like 15 minutes over. Oh, really? And I have to, and I, yeah, and so it's time for the it's time for the next speaker. Mm-hmm. It's time for the next service to start,
4: mm-hmm. and
3: and people are coming in for that service. So I basically have to get up and move him out the way, mm-hmm. and still have a little question and answer period, and then still do what I think is right because his message is great, but Pastor Tim gives that message to 16. Uh, to 20-year-olds, right. you know, 14 to 18-year-olds. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so the question is, what is your message to that, that mother who's divorced, got two kids, and, and is dating? Right. What's your message to that 40-year-old brother or that 30-year-old, mm-hmm. you know, guy who's married or maybe, you know, divorced or mm-hmm. not married, looking to get married? I mean, I mean, so the message that you give in the high school and the middle school is mm-hmm. one thing, but the reality is, is that people are having sex, and you can't talk like people aren't. Right, so I just wanted to make sure that before they left my church, mm-hmm. you know, they were clear that hey, look, I support Pastor Tim's message,
4: mm-hmm.
3: but it, but you know, if you're gonna jump out of a plane, don't not have a parachute because right. Pastor Tim said don't have one. Right. <laughs> <laughs> because if you're gonna have sex, have at least have it safely. Right. You know, and don't don't you know? Because I don't want people to think either I'm gonna be abstinent, and if I'm not gonna be abstinent, then I don't need anything. Right. Because I think that's the wrong message. And I think Pastor Tim really doesn't have an answer for grown folks who are having sex. Mm. He really doesn't have a message that meets the reality of that. And, then, of course, he's a 50-year-old virgin. Right. I don't even know if he can relate. He never had say, a say. He's, mm-hmm. he,
1: he's not. His message is never going to be relatable because he, he's never lived that life.
3: Exactly. Hmm. What do you, cause but, I, I wasn't, but I wasn't trying to bash him. Or set him up. It was really just a time constraint, time crunch. Right. And I wanted to make sure people had a holistic message. Got it. Got it.
1: Now I'm definitely in agreement with you because I think that the, your your message, your ministry is powerful because you get people to come places, and you're not going to always get people in. You know, to come to the health center, but you got them in the church. So that was the first step. Right. But what do you think about the people who are you know saying that you are misconstruing ministry or you're you're kind of Doing the wrong things. Not that I'm in disagreements with you, because yeah, I'm not in disagreement no, with right, you, right, right. but there are, you know, our viewers I, and there are I, people I, who say that.
3: I think everybody's entitled to their opinion, right? Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, I also think that people who don't do ministry don't know what doing ministry is. Mm-hmm. And we have this, you know, this uh, imagined idea of what ministry is like. Look, mm-hmm. when you do ministry, you get down and dirty. If somebody's sick and you're ministering to them, then you minister to, to them while they're sick. Right. So if somebody is drug addicted and mm-hmm. you're ministering to them, you're ministering to them in the crack house, right, or right outside of it, or at the rehab center. Mm-hmm. Which means you have to deal with the addiction. You can't pray that off of them. You got to deal with that. Right. You know, if you're ministering to someone who's been abused or someone who say Uh, Is having illicit sexual relationships with multiple people, you know, and they're not protecting themselves. Um, You know, you have to deal with people where they are. So a lot of people think, I could just give you a word or quote the Bible and fix it. Mm. But that's not how ministry works. You have to actually deal with what people are doing Mm. and thinking. And that means you have to give them practical steps Mm -hmm. to move from where they are Mm -hmm. to where they where they need to be. (laughs) And so I just think you know people don't get what I'm doing. That's fine. But ask anybody who uh, we minister to. Mm -hmm. Do they understand? Right. They'll tell you yes.
2: Right. Well, Pastor Bullock, I appreciate you you joining us. Um, I always thank you for your insight. Like I said, we've had you on the show before on our one-on-one status. I'm glad that you're part of the episode. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing if you go on another date. I'm just saying that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> I don't know if it's going to happen, but that was really blessed my heart when you went on that date. I am not. And, and, not and, as I as that, shut her and, down until so she got out. And that car. young lady, she did not know what <laughs> she was getting into. Like I, like I, I thought that was great. I thought that was great. So I don't know what's going to happen, but. If there's, a, if there's a season two, uh, we need to see that again because that was amazing. But um, before you leave us, um, Pastor Bullock, please tell uh, the viewers and everybody where they can find you uh, on social media and any other platforms that you have.
3: Look, definitely on Twitter, D Alexander B, D Alexander B. Mm-hmm. Go to the website, DavidAlexanderBullock.com. Also on Instagram, at D Alexander B. I do have a Facebook page as well, David Alexander Bullock. You can find me any of those social media locations. And if there's a season two, there definitely has to be a date scene. Yes. Yes. Spare me, guys. I'm so <laughs> excited.
2: I'm so excited.
3: Don't worry about <laughs> Gary. Don't worry about
1: Gary. <laughs> he he, I'm he with murdered. You. He wished the <laughs> town on her. I mean, I wasn't hopeful for her I'm at just, all. But. I'm
2: just saying. I'm just saying. I thought it was great. So anyway, <laughs> Pastor Billy again. Happy Easter. Thank you so much for joining us. Um taking time in your busy schedule. And we'll definitely have her on the show again if that's all
3: right with you. Thank you.
2: Love to. All right, man. Take it easy. All right. right. So, we got it. I mean, (laughs) I think it was interesting going back to, you know, when you're talking about Pastor Tim, because the way they edited it, it just seemed like he just cut him off. But Mm -hmm. it was interesting to see that. He was like, I gave him 30 minutes. He was at 45 and still talking. And there was another event that was going on, and his thing was he wanted to make sure that people had all the information.
1: Well, I mean, I— you know, everybody who saw me raise my praise because right. it was because me and Patrick, you know, when we discussed that show, we were just going at it about mm-hmm. that because I did not disagree with Pastor Bullock. Mm-hmm. I think that you cannot get a person to salvation without going through the journey, the steps. Mm-hmm. You can't expect them to be here and go way over here right. without taking them through those steps. So it's a sense of let's start where you're at. That's what mm-hmm. you're talking about. It. People who are not in ministry don't understand that. It's taking those steps. I right. am okay with Saying that and, and saying that he was able to get some of these people into the church mm-hmm. who never stepped foot into a health center, he right. may never step foot into another church. Right. But being relatable and getting them there was positive. And he's just saying, let's shape this whole message mm-hmm. so it fits the person that it is right here. Because, right. like you said, people have already you know made that mistake, and Pastor Tim has a message that is more for a generation that is you know, earlier on in, mm-hmm. their, in their growing, in their, mm-hmm. in their adolescence. Right. That's not preaching to someone who now is transitioning into celibacy. That's right. different.
2: Right. It is a different situation. But we're going to talk to him this week. So make sure you viewers, um, when we do that interview, we'll let you know. And you can tune in and kind of get uh, Pastor Tim's, you know, side yeah. of the story and, and what he's about. Um, before we close, I do want to talk about um, Evangelist Dorinda Clark Cole. And uh, the, she got some airtime <coughs> this particular episode. Yeah. We didn't see her the last I episode.
1: Tell wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I've seen a couple of magazine covers. Uh-huh. She has some good skin or some, or her makeup art is the bomb. They make her look very, very youthful. Oh, yeah. They oh, make yeah. her look amazing. She always oh, yeah. looks amazing. Oh, yeah. She's like crazy because you know she has a. she's an older woman. Not, right. not a super old or anything, but right. she's definitely an older woman. It's just like, wow, you look amazing. No. God has been good to you. Yeah. Blessed all of our youth. Black yeah. don't crack, I guess. Hey, you know, there it is. <laughs> That's what they say. Um, yeah,
2: I've seen her live, and she does, I mean, she she does, her makeup is always flawless. She's great. She looks great all
1: always the time. Always looks
2: good. So um, she definitely um, kind of went in and kind of brought something up that a lot of people, I think, are taboo um, in a lot of some of your churches. Uh, because when you deal with something like, uh, for instance, depression, um, and that's something that you deal with, it's almost like you suppress that because if you say, oh, well, I'm depressed, then, oh, okay, well, you're not holy or you're not, you know, you're not believing God or mm-hmm. things of that nature. Yeah. So I thought it was good that she brought this out um, and kind of talked about it. She There was a scene where she was talking to her sister, um, who was also one of the Clark Center sisters who does her booking. Um, And she was mentioning that it was kind of coming back, something that she obviously has dealt with before, and now it's kind of coming back and and rearing its head, if if, if I could say that. And she was, you know, basically saying that she wants, you know, to get some help with that. And so um, she ended up uh, getting, her sister ended up telling her about the therapist to go see who she did. And I thought it was good, Um, and you could tell she was a Christian Mm -hmm. therapist because, you know, she just knew all the, you know, lingo, and she knew about church, and she knew about, you know, and she talked about how she was traveling and things of that nature, and, you know, she could relate, Uh, the therapist could. But I thought it was good because, um, and it was interesting, too, that when she kind of did the exercise where she had to close her eyes and she said, she's with you, and she said, I see my mom and for those who don't know um, Karen Clark I mean excuse me Dorinda Clark is part of the Clark sisters and their mom was Maddie Moss mm-hmm. um, Clark who was uh, instrumental in the gospel music industry uh, super old school um, I remember seeing her years ago when she was still alive and uh, she directed this mass choir at this Kojic convention that I went to uh, a long time ago but um, very instrumental uh, she obviously trained up her her, her girls uh, and the Clark sisters were because of their mother You know, yeah. she definitely instilled that so it was interesting that she kind of saw her mother and how her mother would be like, you need to slow down, you know, because I think as someone, when you have a legacy like that, you want to make sure you maintain that legacy. You want to make sure that you continue to push forward and continue to be the best and continue to, you know, show the people that, you know, you got it. And I think sometimes um, in those cases, you can kind of uh, do too much, and then your body suffers, or your health suffers, or your mind suffers, Mm -hmm. and you're not thinking about yourself. You're not taking care of yourself. Um, You're just thinking about everybody else and not yourself. What do you think about that?
1: I think that Dorinda saved some lives Mm -hmm. with this transparency. Mm -hmm. She made a a comment. You know, the whole thing is faith without works is dead. Right. So she made a comment that God wants me to be whole. Right. Right. And when we deal with the spirit of depression, spirit of addiction, spirit Mm -hmm. of suicide, all these different spirits, those are holes in our spirit. That the enemy is going to try to attack. Mm-hmm. So if we don't address them and start trying to make uh, put a facade on and suppress them, we're never going to save ourselves or anyone around us. We're going to continue to be destructive and continue to continue to walk on the destructive path. And it's not a path of faith. It's not a path of righteousness. Right. So until we stop doing all of these things that are so passe in the church, and we can't say this, we can't do this. You're not you're not praying enough. You just need a word. No. You need to realign yourself with the spirit and let him tell you what you need to do to get yourself together. Mm-hmm. Now, if he's telling her to slow down, she needs to slow down. Right. That's how she needs to fill herself up. And in being an evangelist, she's constantly giving, constantly giving, sure. constantly giving. Sure. So that involves new prayer and new levels of prayer to be filled mm-hmm. back up to be
2: able to give more right. in her ministry. And that's, it was, I think, a good point for the therapist that she said, you can't give when you're empty. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I think a lot of times, and I know, you know, I make reference to my father a lot on these shows because he's a pastor as well. Uh, and he's been so for several years, and I always would hear him say that he needs to go and get fed himself. Exactly. You know, he's a pastor. Him and my mom, they always give and give, but they need to go to these conferences or just take vacation, and and they make sure they take a vacation at least once or twice a year because they need to get that rest and they need to be filled and they need to go to their pastor and get you know spiritual filled uh, and receive the word for them so that they can impart into their uh, their members. And that, so that's another thing about congregations. Mm-hmm. How often do you pray for your pastor. How often
1: do you pray for your first lady, your your apostles in your church? They are human just like you, and they're Mm -hmm. constantly feeding you. You have to
2: keep them in mind when you're preaching your prayers, too, so they can come back and give you more and keep helping you grow. Absolutely. 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 Yeah, I thought it was really good. I thought it was good for her to open up like that um, and to see because... I think in, in, in seeing, again, someone of that, when, you, when you're when you at that level, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, no, they got it all together, or pfft, they don't deal with anything, and, and they're so spiritual, and they're so right. holy. And, and she, you what know. was great
1: about it, she says she's dealt with it before, mm-hmm.
2: so it's not a new occurrence. right So she right. is, you know,
1: right. she's battling it. She's kicking right. its butt, but it, right. it tends to rear its ugly head, but exactly. she comes back to the spirit and says... I'm gonna fight this. I'm not gonna let it, you know, be me.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So I think uh, at this point in time, let's get into predictions. Let's uh, do that.
0: And now you're after Buzz TV <laughs> predictions.
2: Ooh, <laughs> I feel like we can, like a haunted house or something every time. All right. So um, we saw the previews for next week. Um, I'm excited because I think it's gonna be. Uh, it's going to be some dramatic moments. Let's just put it like that. Um, I'm interested to see um, about uh, Dorinda's daughter and kind of the talk with the Shelby girls yeah. and kind of how that's yeah. going to go. Uh, what are your predictions going forward?
1: Um, we're going to see Bishop and Pastor hash it out mm. about this whole snubbing, so that's going right. to be interesting. And I, I really don't. I mean, I'm not like. I already know that they're okay with each other. Like, so I'm sure. not like. I just want to see the the the. The actual heat in the moment. Right. I need a little bit of a drama because right. the last two episodes have been a lot more calm and mm-hmm. a little bit more, a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Than not a whole lot to thrive on, which is different. Right. Um, and I'm interested in seeing the Shelby's go, you know, try to defend themselves. And they don't get turned up <laughs> a little bit because they're defending this right. this idea that they have in their mind. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm not surprised that Dorinda's daughter, um, her husband's not safe either. <laughs>
2: Okay, uh, I was uh, going to mention that, but I think I, I'm, I'm curious to see how that folds out, because like she said, he's, he's not saved. Um, and, you know, just the whole, I mean, she's using this as a case in point for the Shelby girls, and I'm just going to be interested to see how they feel about that, because, of course, you know, her mom is, you know, Dorinda Clark. Uh, And how dare, you know, she be affiliated and she works with her mother. It's not like she's just out there doing her thing. She actually is is involved um, with her mother and what her mother does and, you know, helps her mother. And I'm I'm sure probably works with her mother um, and travels with her mother. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out, you know, especially because of how their feelings. We know how they feel about, you know, men and and how they should be subject and all that kind of stuff. Um, Did you notice um, it was really quick, but I saw Gil helping set up. I don't know if you saw that, Um, Mm. but yeah, I saw Gil. I didn't, I didn't see that. Yeah, I saw uh, when we, when they were setting up, like, I think it was right when, it was after, what was her name, Uh, Brenda Jones, she had left, and they kind of started setting up for, like, question and answer, and they were kind of moving tables around. Gil was helping with that, Gil's back y'all, man. <laughs> and they <laughs> didn't—they didn't make reverence to him. But I saw, it, I'm like, that's Gil, that's Gil. So Gil has he's kind of you know doing his thing. Um, and I'm curious to see, you know, of course, we're going to see more before the season ends. You know, kind of the resolution between them two and kind of how that's going to go. But yes. we saw in the last episode that he's—he's he's there. Yeah, he's there. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, I'm just wondering if there's going to be anything else, you know, alongside of that. But I think he's—he's he's, going to stay there and kind of see how that develops. Um, but um, it'll be interesting to see like I said I'm interested to see how the resolution happens between Bullock and uh, with Bishop Vaughn and kind of how they hash that out of course he's going to tell her how you know he feels and they're both very opinionated, very headstrong, so it'll be an interesting situation. Yeah, definitely. So We'll have to tune in, but again, that was our show for today. We want to thank you for tuning in. Um, also, Happy Easter. Uh, happy, happy Resurrection, resurrection ha- Sunday. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> happy, I was going to say, Saints. you know, can I say I was going to say both. Easter. Happy Easter. <laughs> happy Resurrection Sunday. All of that. I put <laughs> Happy Resurrection Sunday <laughs> on my Facebook just so you know. Um, I've been your host Lim Gonsalves. Uh You can find me on social media at the Poet Saint, and that's on Twitter and Instagram. Where can they find you, sir?
1: I am Gary Thomas on Instagram and Twitter, and I am Gary
2: Thomas.com. So there it is. Make sure you tune in next week, and we'll see you then.
0: From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Afterbuzz TV staff. We would like to thank you for listening to the Afterbuzz TV Network.